going to give you some really practical things on what I did when I decided to really start um, following the Lord and choosing the people that I put around me. So not just put around me, but more specifically, my inner circle. This was like, this is the same thing that um, David in his heart did with anyone around him. They were the people closest to him. And so this is what David did. They say this is kind of like the Sermon on the Mount of the Old Testament. But this is Psalm 101. And he says, um, I will sing of mercy and justice. And this is what he goes on and he says, I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house and with a perfect heart. So whatever he does in secret is what he does in public. What you see of his life in hiddenness or in public with God, that's the same life that he has when he's in secret with God. That's the integrity that he wants to have with God. That's his standard of living. So that's, and then also I will sing of mercy and justice. The emotions that he has are the emotions that God has. That's what he wants to have himself. That's what he's saying there. Then he gets into more of the relationships. All right. The next one is, um, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. So that's a really, that's a really powerful phrase there. That when his, if ever his friends ever start backsliding and their habits start coming on him, he hates it. That's how he lives his life as David the warrior worshiper. Is that if, if one of my friends start backsliding, I don't hate them, but that work that they do, it won't even cling to me. If they stop loving Jesus and they start loving the world and they were a super close friend, that stuff is off me in five seconds. I'm not even letting it cling on me. That's the way that he made his life with God is that nothing of the world through anybody else will ever cling to me. That's the commitment, that, that's the covenant he made with Jesus. And then he goes on, and then he says, I set nothing wicked before my eyes. It's, wicked is a big word. Wicked is, is more than just naked people. Wicked is like violence. It's killing, it's bloodthirsting, it's, it's, it's lies, it's deceit, it's manipulation. He says, I won't look at any of that stuff. And if any of my friends start doing it, none of it will cling to me. And I'll hate it. I will hate that I ever let wickedness stay when my eyes are cling to me. Not the person again, but the work. He does it, he'll hate the work of it. All right, this is what he does in the next one. He says, a perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know, I will not know wickedness. That's a huge, that's a huge line that he's drawing. He's saying that everyone that I put next to my heart with God will not know wickedness. That's not even like they're not stuck on porn. That's like if they have wickedness in their life, they won't be around me. He says, he says a perverse heart shall depart from me. He's saying that I won't have anything to do with it. If you're getting into this stuff and you're trying to drag me into it, 
Like, I love you, but I'm not going with you down that road. That's not something I'm doing with God. I had had multiple conversations like that because, you know, people want to be your friend. But there, I don't make friends so that I fill a void. I don't make friends because I'm lonely. I make friends because I'm pursuing Jesus. And I want him to be the absolute burning fire of my life. And I want people around me that cling to his heart so much that even when they're dead, they'll still be gripped to his garden. Those are the type of people I want close to me. That's what David's saying about himself. He's saying that all of this stuff, there is, I don't want anything to do with it, not a drop. Super convicted, like crazy conviction down the line of his relationships. And then the higher you place this thing, he's put it probably the highest, even though he messed up a couple of things, a lot of things, that his heart was to do this type of thing. And then guess what? I meet Claudia. I set this bar so high, I'm like, I'm not messing with anything that's not righteous. If it's not pure, if it's not holy, if wickedness is in that house, I don't want any, I don't care if it's a little small thing. I'm not talking about immaturities and living life and trying to grow out of things. I'm talking about you're agreeing with Satan that I'm gonna keep this thing in my life. It was just this high thing that I was like, this is, I'm living this Psalm 101 thing out. And then I go meet Claudia. And she's a woman from Colombia. Never seen a Colombian in my entire life. Didn't know what they look like. I used to go up to Claudia and I used to poke her cheeks. And then I used to go like, are those real? Like, I've never seen cheeks like that. And then she's probably, I don't know how many Colombians are in the Philippines. There's probably like 10. Three maybe, I don't know. I don't know where they're at. There was two, two recently but I don't know where the rest of them are at. Like she's, she, I didn't chase her because she's Colombian. I didn't chase her because she was like, we can make a Miss Universe, Colombian and Filipina. I chased her because she lived her life like Psalm 101. Like she was the, she was the counterpart of that, of, what, of this covenant that we made with Jesus. And I, I, until now, that was the greatest decision I've ever made. One of the decisions was to follow Jesus. The second decision was to take it seriously and to go like, I'm in covenant with God. I'm not messing with that thing. I messed with it too many times and I'm happy I didn't get struck with death on my own sin. And then the third greatest decision I ever made was to keep that standard and covenant with Jesus so high that if a girl had to jump it, she would have to be an Olympian or something. And then she just walked, she walked right over like this, like this little cord. <laughs> she gonna preach, she's gonna preach this week too. She preaches different. She's going yeah, she's not preaching. She'll talk about this stuff in a different way so that you have your, you have both sides, both sides of the coin, all right? All right, anyways, let's go forward. All right, whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, David, calm down. Calm down, David. He says, him, I will destroy. What's up with that? That's like so crazy. That's how big he does not want slander. Like, I don't know exactly how that worked out in his world during that time, but that's a big thing. How many times do we just listen to someone slandering somebody every day? 
David is so intense with this. He's like, if anyone slanders in my house, I'll destroy them. I don't know. He got Leviticus. I, I don't know how that works out. But you can see the conviction that he has is that he's not messing with this thing. He wants it completely holy with Jesus. He wants to live right. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. These words are so deep. He's like, you ever hang out with a friend that's like super prideful? And then all they do is try and push you around and tell you what to do. And he's like, I'm not enduring that. That's not something I'm doing today. I'm not going to have to stick up with that. I'll just not be your friend. That's, that's how hard he's setting this bar. All right. Then he goes on and he says, My eyes shall be faithful to the land, that they may dwell with me. Who, he who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. So David is so keyed on this that even his servants have to walk like this. I don't know what he said about his concubines, but that's what he was saying. With anyone, he looks at his land. You can imagine David. He looks at, he looks at his whole land and he sees who are the faithful ones. Who are the ones that are burning for Jesus? And then he says, those are the ones that will walk with me. He's choosing his friends. That's the, that's the type of life that you have to live in this day and age in Babylon world if you want to make it. You got to be like David, searching to and fro for people of faith, and you choose them as your friends. Like, you ask them, how do you get someone that loves Jesus to be your friend? Well, you don't ask him to go, well, maybe you ask him to play basketball, but I don't know. You don't ask him to go watch Twilight. You don't ask him to go to a bar and drink. You ask them, what's the Lord saying to you? And can we go read the word and talk about God together? That's, that's how you get a godly friend, is that all they do is talk about God. They're obsessed with him. Uh, Francis Chan said, if you ever talk to somebody that's so in love with Jesus, they sound like an addict. The words that they use, I can't breathe without God. I can't live without his water. Like they sound like addicts. That's the type of person that you need as your friend. And you don't need people around you that hate God. You could have people you're ministering to and all that stuff. But for your life, if you want a wife or even a husband that lives like that, you got to make that decision first with your friends. You can't, you know, here's the first thing even with Claudia. We'll talk about it a lot later. But then when I first met her, because I read some books, we'll go over it later. But when I first met her, I loved her. I, lo I loved everything about her. I was like, whew, look at him. Look at that hair. And I was like, and then I just had to calm down and just relax and stuff like that. And then her virtue, her character would just swoon me. Look how much I mopped this dirty floor. <laughs> and I'm all like, man, that girl got some humility on her, right? That's some crazy humility on her. Whew. All right. Got to calm down here, right? And then, um, I forgot why I started this, this story. But then, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> See, I got lost. I got lost in the fragrance of her love. All right. So anyways, but I was like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Calm down, Tommy. 
calm down. You just met the girl. And she leads so well, and she serves. Mm, man, gosh. All right, hold on, chill. And I'm like, hey, I got to really, really count this. I got to really see this thing. I like, there's a lot of people I could fall in love with in the past. I don't want to do this anymore. So anyways, one of the things that I saw was her friends. Because you can't jack with friends. And like you, you could, you could, you, she could come to church every day and look like church. Anyone ever done that? Right? You, you could show up to class. We live, you guys live with each other in the dorm, so it doesn't work. But then um, you could show up and, and give your good face, right? But if all of your friends are like lovers of wickedness, there's something going on. You can't show up to church like Miss, Miss Holy or Mr. Holy Man, and then you go back home and you're with a bunch of drunkards. And so the first thing I, I looked at next was who are her friends? And they would have these like competitions in the room of like, who's going to wake up earlier to play with God? Like when I walked into her room, I was like hit with these angels. Like the other day, I was, um, there was this, I was looking at this house that we might move into. We're not. But, um, and we were trying to figure out different things and we're trying to look at all these places because we're going to have another kid. So there's like multiple places. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just, we're just praying about it. So we're Looking in different places, looking in different places, all right? So it's something we're praying about, trying to see what's going on. So anyways, I walk out that door, and this, like, giant guinea pig bat flies into my shoulder. Like, just, ugh, just hits me like a little puppy or something. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just got hit with a bat. And I was like, I'm not going to move here. This is crazy. So anyways, you imagine that thing? So just chuck a bat right at you. That's what happened to me. Flew right at me like Tom Cruise, Air Force One or whatever. Oh, wait, that's a different movie. Air Force One is Harrison Ford. What's Tom Cruise in? The Jet. Top Gun. Straight Top Gun right into my shoulder. That's what it's like when I walked into a room with angels. I walked into a room and a, a Top Gun angel flew straight into my, my forehead. I was like, oh, man, the presence of the Lord is thick here. And then a roommate was like, sha la 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 And I was all like, well. <laughs> and I was all like, man, this is how she lives? And I was like, that's crazy. And then, you know what I thought to myself? You know what I thought to myself? I was like, that's the way I want my kids to be. Because the way your wife is, is a really strong sign how your kids will look like. And I was like, man, I want my kids to look like this. This is, this is what I want. But if I, never, if I never did this stuff here that David's talking about, you don't get that stuff. Because she doesn't want wickedness in her room. She don't want impurity in her dorm. She doesn't want lying coming out of her mouth. That's, you know, all of us do stuff like we're immature in, in certain ways and God purifies us. But her heart is for these things. And I was like, this is, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I want. And so anyways, he goes on. And then here I'll, um, is this the same one? No, he goes here. He says, he who works in deceit. Oh, this is a different one. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. So there you go. See, you see more and more of it. Early, this is what he does, early in the morning, I will destroy all of the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. That's his commitment to God as a, as a ruler 
of, for God is that he's not dealing, he's not standing with wickedness. And if you look at David's life, um, like if you look at the overall picture in the book of Acts, it said that David was a man after God's own heart that did all of the will of God. That's with Bathsheba, that's with killing his, his husband, that's with all of that other stuff that he repented for, that's all of that, he had sin that in his life he repented for and God washed it clean. So I'm not saying he's Jesus, but I'm saying that his heart was so towards after the heart of God and his repentance and his lifestyle to be matured with Jesus and to turn that fire up in his life that when he wakes up, he wants none of that. Anything that he's over or has influence over, he wants it to be like that over the whole city. That's how he lives. And if you want a house that fears God, you have to have a, you have to have a husband, you, if you're a wife or whatever, a boyfriend, you have to have a husband or a wife or a spouse that fears God too. You won't make a God-fearing house with one person. So don't, don't sacrifice that stuff for that kind of stuff. But also, you won't have a God-fearing house, let's say, let's talk on friendship, if, if your roommate is also not trying to deal with that stuff either. You want, you want to turn the temperature up. You want to turn the temperatures up so high in your dorms right now and with your friends that if you were to burn alive in Babylon, that you see a fourth man in the fire. Can I get an amen? Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want in your life right now. You want that if you took that fire of refining so much higher in your life that not even a hair would singe because God walks with you so much in that place. You're not waiting to get married to find that person. Like David and Jonathan, you could commit to people to follow Jesus. Like you could be friends with each other that's chasing God. And that's what you do as friends. That takes everything that you're doing.